You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, let's get into it. New week. New beginnings. A two-game losing streak for your Calgary Flames. Dropping the Battle of Alberta Saturday night to those Oilers. 3-1. to one. By the way, we're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Man, there's lots of the sport to talk about today. Lots of the sport. Flames lose 3-1 on Saturday night. Dylan Dubé taking a leave of absence from the team. Uh, Corey Perry's an Edmonton Oiler. Patrick, what? Patrick was the head coach of the Islanders. Heartbreak in the National Football League. An amateur, an amateur, which is very American, wins uh, wins on the PGA Tour. Roll Tide, Nick Dunlop. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of stuff to discuss. I think we got to get into the Rose Report a lot earlier than usual because it must be super meaty and thick, super juicy, meaty, mm. like a lot of meat between those buns. It's got a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Very meaty. Yes. Juicy and meaty. Okay. Hearty. Um, it's hearty. Yeah, it is hearty. It's like a Campbell's yeah. Chunky Soup. Right. Or like a nice stew. Like a Donovan McNabb just eating that Yeah, up. just a nice yeah. chunky stew. Mm-hmm. A nice warm stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite summer meal, a good stew. Love when it. it's hot outside. You have yeah. a nice... Sticks to your ribs. A nice hearty... Butter up a nice bun. Sticks to your ribs. That's right. Butter up a nice bun. Sticks to your Some good comfort food. <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> some good comfort food. Um, there's so much to discuss. There's so much to talk about. Heartbreak in Buffalo again. And you Oof. just knew he was going to miss that kick at the end. Wide right. Because it's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to miss this. Scott Norwood's probably watching that saying like, yeah. yeah I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> I did it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, but his was from 47. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like it was. People forget. It wasn't a chip shot. No. No, it wasn't. No, it was 47 yards away. This was 44, and it wasn't even close. The flags weren't even moving. Well, the wind was pretty He good. just hooked that thing. The wind was at their back at that point, too. Good Lord. What a devastating loss for the Bills again. Mm-hmm. Just can't get it done. Nope. Just can't get it done. And uh, Stephon Diggs. You got to catch did, that. Did, uh, did your brother tweet about you dropping a ball you should have had when Josh Allen absolutely <laughs> threw it on a dime <laughs> right was, where it was supposed to be? I have never seen did a it, ball did, throw. Did his brother tweet anything about that? How he how his brother made Josh Allen? Did yeah. he at the time? Uh, I haven't seen anything. No, I didn't yet. see anything. Did no, he? Probably silence from the Trayvon. And then Diggs like, and what does Stephon Diggs do? It's like, oh, he kind of like, yeah, a little up. Okay, no, okay, Steph. That thing was higher than you got to make that catch. <laughs> you in that situation, you want to be this. Elite receiver that you think you are, you're one of the best in the league. You, you, all this nonsense that you put this team through, and you can't make that catch. You got to make that play in that situation. You just do. He's been a part of big moments like that. So I just feel for people in Buffalo. like It's so devastating. And then what? Sean McDermott does the fake punt? Because he's desperate because his defense can't stop Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs don't punt till the fourth quarter. You have a defensive coach, and I get it, lots of injuries. 
But again, now do we know if 0 that, for three against make, Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the division? I haven't round. watched the press conference. Did they confirm if they called that fake punt, or was that just a player? no? No, he they did. Called it because they had ten men. No, he talked about it. Wow. Okay. He goes. He wanted to take the chance because they weren't getting stops wow. on defense. Well, that's your defense, Sean McDermott. Get some stops. And again, he Bills again lose to the Chiefs. Whoops. Oof, bad day in Buffalo. Um, good day in Detroit. Good day in Detroit. Lions with a nice win over the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plucky. Bucks are plucky. That Baker Mayfield's plucky. Got to love the effort. He's earned himself a long-term deal for sure. I think so, yeah. He played well. Um, there was a lot of uh, mistakes there. Mike Evans made some incredible plays. The Lions look explosive. Um, it's going to be a fun, fun championship Sunday. The Ravens steamrolled the Texans after looking rusty in the first half, and then Lamar Jackson absolutely took over. And I saved it for last, Patty. Um, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. First half looked like they're going to win this game. They're going to go in there and beat the Niners. Well, up into the fourth quarter. Like they yeah. had 15 points in the third quarter. Like they had what, a 21-14 lead. Like, the across-the-body throw... Not the best thing in the no, world. No, but it's not. It, uh, it's it's before that. You want to go back to the first quarter, like getting stopped on third and goal twice, settling yeah. for field goals, and then getting stopped on fourth and one. Carlson missing that Carlson's kick. missing the field goal. I mean, that, that's just Matt LaFleur ride or die. I mean, he's been doing that for two months now, missing field goals, just missing extra points. But you know what? It's it's the, compared to the last time they lost to San Francisco, where it's kind of like an end of an era where it's like this is as far as Aaron Rodgers can take this team. Yeah. This is like, hey. They have, they found their quarterback. They've got an offense that is absolutely like is young. You don't have to pay them anything. They're ready to roll here. Things are looking up. Packers and Texans, kind of the same vibes. Man, Texans are going to be coming into Lambo next year. Yeah, that's going to be, be fun. And uh, I thought, and we'll get Char- we'll talk to Charles Davis coming up at eight o'clock. I thought Brock Purdy was horrendous in that game. He was terrible. How many open receivers can a guy? He should miss? have been called for the inter- uh, intentional grounding on that one where yeah. like, Greg Olson was like, oh, "I don't know where he was throwing it to." It and was intentional grounding. He was in the he was in the in between the tackles. And life comes at you fast. Uh, should have been a pick six at the beginning of the game where Savage yes. it hits him right in the numbers. Yep. And then what happens the very next play? Debo Samuel gets hurt because mm-hmm. three guys gang tackle him and mess yep. up his shoulder. Yep. So actually, if Savage catches that and runs into the end zone, Debo Samuel never gets hurt. It's just <laughs> the the world we live in. Like that's just it was meant to be. But just a crazy weekend. Niners got to clean it up. If clean it up. They got to clean it up because Detroit's going to be. Um, we'll talk to Charles Davis coming up at uh, eight o'clock. Lots to discuss. The Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, joining us in studio at the top of the next hour. Flames lose the Battle of Alberta three-one Saturday night. Uh, they wore the same sweaters they wore at the Heritage Classic. They sure did. It was good to see. Yeah, like you know what? Seeing them in an arena, mm-hmm. how it's supposed to look. The Flames are much nicer than the Oilers ones. No, the Oilers ones are trash. Yeah, I don't <laughs> love the Oilers ones very much. The col- I don't like the, the logo. The collar is a different color than the like the actual, like where the NHL logo is. It's yeah. a different color. I really like the pants and the gloves. I like the throwback kind of mm. almost like gold kind of tanned leather look to it. But yeah, as a whole, definitely prefer the Flames unis. Um, and I, I do like the kit that uh, Skinner's wearing, the old Grand Fear pads, mm-hmm. the DNR, like the beautiful. Do you think he left the white? On there to like showcase that his that the actual pads were actually smaller back in the day. I was thinking that watching the game, like he just huh. did he have the white there just to yeah, like maybe showcase the actual blue and orange was the actual size of the pad that Grant Fear wore? Yeah, maybe. That's a good point, Patrick. That's that's why that's why you're here with your astute observations. I was, I was like, it was like, yeah, I mean, watching those pads like 
Yeah, if the white wasn't there, it would look exactly like a, an old style pad. <laughs> uh, Adam Klapka made his NHL debut, which is nice for that gigantic human being. Yes. And what does he do? He goes back in shelf on his rookie lap, because why wouldn't he? <laughs> Got a lot of swag out there <laughs> on his rookie lap. It was nice to see his dad filming yeah. right off the Blew glass. Over there. It's really yep. nice. His mom crying like nobody's been. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, although the Flames lost, and he made a couple big hits. For him. Good Lord, when that guy pastes you into the glass. He's a large human being. So one thing that I definitely knew he could do at the NHL level um, was throw his weight around. And, and that's the thing, right? He's the type of guy that when he catches a defenseman watching a pass up Yikes. against the boards, yeah. like that's when he's going to make a lot of damage. He only skated six minutes. I don't know how many hits he got credited with. I think they said four when it mm-hmm. was all said and done. And the Dome is not necessarily an easy building to get hits credited in easy either it's actually one of the the hardest buildings to get hits credited i, I in think the, it's in literally the, the hardest. saddle dome yeah um so he was fine he skated around and, and now he's going to get an opportunity to probably play for a little bit here you have martin pospisil who's going to be week to week dylan dubé away from the team for however long he needs to be away from the team pelche and rooney didn't skate with the wranglers in their games this weekend so they're still a few weeks away so a little bit of a runway here for the big yeah. man on the fourth line. And I think that when you look at the opponents this week, he's going to have a little bit more opportunity to skate. Um, that was a game where they were really close with the Oilers. You know, one game winner that's a ridiculous triple bounce. Yeah. And apart from that, they're right in that game with Edmonton. So obviously you're not going to play a, a fourth line that has a guy who's making his NHL debut. You don't want him getting stuck out there against 29 or 97 and, yeah. and getting kind of put on a poster on his first game. So um, overall, good start for 43. I thought the um, I thought the Flames were a little unlucky on Saturday night. The first period was all damn Vladar, and that's something we talked about <laughs> with Frank on Friday. Hey, maybe get Dustin Wolf to start. You know, it all made sense, but damn Vladar was absolutely spectacular in that game on Saturday night. Make, ten bellers, whatever that is, making ten bell saves mm. in the first period, like point blank, like unreal saves where he's just – hurling his body towards the puck, making incredible saves, keeping the flames in that game. Was that was that playoff side or no? Hmm? The 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 first goal for the Oilers, the McLeod goal. Was it playoff? Oh, was it offside? Yes. Oh, was that playoff um, side? But like you know what you know no. what struck me a lot? Like it was close. It was really close. But they just dropped the puck. Yeah, it was It wasn't like Sheldon Keefe taking an hour and calling a timeout and like, do you want to challenge? Okay, we'll just call a timeout. I think we'll the, look at it more. Yeah. No, um, I think it was onside. The Flames. It was close. They took a look. Yeah. It was really close. And it just kind of goes to show like what the Oilers are playing with right now. Like the first period, everything was tape to tape. The exits were crisp. It, they were getting through the neutral zone with such ease. It was not fun to watch because... I was much prefer when they were like a dumpster fire in their own end and like could barely get out of their own end and and couldn't complete a breakout properly. Yeah. But no, they came in and they were zipping it around. I was like, man, these guys look legit. <laughs> and sure enough, the Flames hung with them, which was great to see. But in the end, a goofy one ends up going yeah. in. You, and, you want a silver lining? Sure. It is January. Like, great that they won 13 in a row, but... Eventually, um, your flaws get exposed in the Stanley Cup playoffs, although mm. the Corey Perry signing is really good for them. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a, and you hate it. Yeah. You hate it because you hate every know, second about it. Because you know hate every it's bit like about one it. of those like signings that you're like, oh, it's yeah. going to help them it's a like lot. like when Evander Kane went there. You're like, yeah, of course, something bad happening turns out good for the Oilers. Yeah. Of course. Great. They've, hey, a couple of shrewd moves lately. Kane, exactly what they needed. Yep. Eckholm, exactly what they needed. Corey Perry, we'll see. Probably exactly, exactly what, they need. what they needed. Yep, in their bottom six. Um, just real quick, just to finish that little point, I wanted to talk about bad luck. Obviously, the winning goal was a very fortuitous bounce. Yeah, six silly by the Edmonton yeah. Oilers, but nice. also the pass that Jonathan Huberto gave Sharon Govich on the power play, and then his stick explodes. Oh, when essentially it was like that was probably going in, like that was a laser beam. And Huberto did something, and I thought of you right away because mm-hmm. I think of you a lot. Thanks. Um, Huberto did something. He disguised his pass. A little deception. He was looking at Skinner when he made that beautiful cross ice pass to Sharon Govich, and his stick just let him down. Exploded. And again, a lot of bad luck for the Flames uh, in that game. Although the atmosphere was very electric, but you know, a guy from from somebody like me who hasn't, you know, I, I didn't grow up here. I don't have the the allegiance of the Battle of Alberta like like you do. And and Patrick, you've experienced it your entire life. Some of those Oilers fans in the stands, ugh, it was just it's the worst. Well, it's back to back nights where you're just you're getting <laughs> Leafs and Oilers, you're getting yeah. destroyed by the opposing team's fans. It's just like next year, let's go on the road for Hockey Day. You know, let's just go on the road trip. I don't want like that. That's annoying. Yeah, can we get the American team next time? Uh, yeah, can, we, can Calgary play like the can you play like Colorado or something? Yeah, like just something cool, or like the Sharks. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, how about, no, that? Yeah, how about that? Sharks, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, they play the Sharks? Well, they're they're going to be yeah. a marquee yeah. team on yeah. Hockey Day. How but about like, they play still. the Sharks like a dozen times. <laughs> can we do that? Yeah. Well, it, it is an easier schedule this week. It they sure have is. A, they have an exceptionally easier schedule the rest of the way. Like the Flames played a lot of tough opponents the first half of the yeah. season. But it, and I'm not trying to say, oh, they're going to get the playoffs because they got a cupcake schedule. This is a back. team that plays below but 500 like, to teams that are not yeah, playoff spots. Yeah, sure. But the point being, you're not going to see a lot of these heavyweights throughout the rest of the way. And and that was kind of my point on Adam Klapka. I'm excited to see him a little bit more this week. You know, I, I'd expect his ice time to get over six minutes when you're playing teams like the Blues, the Blackhawks. Um, who else is in this week? There's another opponent that I don't think you really have Blue to Jackets. too much. Yeah, Johnny's the, back on the, Thursday. The Blues, the Jackets, and the Blackhawks before you hit the All Star break. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, not it's really, gonna be not really too afraid of those three groups. Well, this is important because then the Flames are off for how long? Uh, like it's just like ten days, eight days. I yeah, think. like it's gonna be from but the twenty seventh to the sixth. There's essentially six teams that are going to be playing on the first half of the All-Star break because it's their bye week. Yeah. So they get the bye week going in. So there's, I think, 26 of the teams that are going to be on bye at the same time as the Flames. Then coming out of the All-Star break, there's six teams that are going to be off. So for like three days going into the All-Star break, there's going to be one or two games every night, and it's going to be like the Senators and the Blues. Teams and that need the games to... They're not really yeah. the teams that... you. Well, I don't watch. But it's fine. It's going to be good. They get their break here, a little bit of time to decompress. And frankly, despite these last two results, which I think they, they sit with you and they're gross and they're terrible because, like Patty said, the opponent and everything that goes into it, this stretch in between the holidays and the All-Star break, depending on how this week goes, obviously, you got to be pretty happy with what they put together. No, like, the, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because it feels like, like if this team has – any playoff, real playoff aspirations, you got to go into this break mm-hmm. getting at least five out of a possible six points here. Because mm-hmm. you, you're playing the, the the lesser lights of the NHL here. 
You got the jackets. Well, and the Blues are a team that is right tied with you in the standings. Yeah, like right. the big one's the Blues game for <laughs> yeah. sure. And Chicago. Yeah. Like, the, team you you to, the team you haven't beaten in a while. The yeah. team that suddenly Lane Lambert <laughs> loses job because yeah. they lost to the Blackhawks in overtime on Friday. And, and um, Blackwell's probably going to have five points against the Flames because he's the yeah. best player in the Cold world God. every time yeah. he plays the Flames for some reason. <laughs> Lock of the day You never right even there. hear of that guy until he plays the Flames, and then he's Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux rolled mm-hmm. into one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, Patrick Waugh hired. Okay, we got we got to get to the Rose Report because – it's thick, and there's way too much to talk about. Tick. It's tick. Also, um, like I said, uh, the Cobra at the top of the hour, Charles Davis. Uh, we'll recap what we did on the weekend for NFL Big Bets. And Lock of the Day's back. Lock of the Day. That's exciting. We'll do all of that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The Cobra will slither his way into the studio at the top of the hour. Big Show Flames analyst. Break down um, the Flames losing the Battle of Alberta. 3-1 to those Oilers on Saturday night. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS at 8 o'clock. Break down the best weekend of football. It was okay. Some good games. It was better than the wild card. Yeah. Championship Sunday is going to be juicy, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's some good games on tap coming up. On Sunday, it's always bittersweet with the National Football League this time of year. Like you want to watch the games and it's super exciting, but there's only three games left. Yeah, single tear down your cheek, single tear. Um, just wait till the Pro Bowl gets here. The flag football Pro <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do like my little schedule on the weekend. I kind of lay out what the next two weeks is going to be in sports. What's the NHL doing? What's the NBA? What's the NFL? Yeah, next weekend's a dog. And I no, got to that point. Weeks. Yeah, it's the, the two weekends the from now is the Super Bowl, uh, the Pro Bowl. It is the NHL All-Star Game. NASCAR's back. It Bush Clash the, at the LA Coliseum. Okay. Yeah. It's the <laughs> AHL. <laughs> That's why you're here. AHL All-Star will be on. Um, there's there's a signature event the weekend after, I think, for golf. Well, it's not got, Pebble Beach. And, and you got the Farmers is this it? week. Yeah, the, Farmers is this week. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the Farmers at Pebble Beach. That's a no, big it's Tory Pines. No, yeah, Tory Pines. And Pebble Beach is after. Yes. Yeah. The Pro-Am. Is it? it, it uh, the no, Scottsdale is the week of the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Waste management's a little ways away. Yeah. That's something I want to go to, too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Last year made sense because he had Scottsdale and he had the Super Bowl in Glendale. Yeah, what this weekend's weekend. Tory Pines at the Farmers and Yeah, that's Tiger's tournament. Which Tiger had some news if you saw over the weekend. Yeah, he joined TaylorMade. Yeah, Sunday Red is his brand. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it's a cool little logo. Yeah, they said they said about that that he's going to jump yeah. to TaylorMade and yeah. we're TaylorMade. And he's got his own endorsement, so he can go sign his own guys when he's done. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, interesting. So you can get Charlie, whoever the hell else he wants. Yeah. Oh, son, you're signing with my brand. Damn right, you're signing with. You have no choice. They can play in that like E League with all that tailor made red. When yeah. What is that supposed to happen? Well, it was supposed to start. Well, their but thing just got destroyed. By it her. was supposed to start this <laughs> month, but then their facility got destroyed by a tropical storm, and they had to restart. So now they're going to start next year. Oh, yeah. all right, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got lots to do in the Rose Report. There's so mu- so much of the sport, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. 
Oh, hi. Good morning, friends. Welcome to a brand new week of sports. We're here to break it all down for you. We got the Battle of Alberta recap. The Flames will host the Blues tomorrow. Handful NHL games yesterday. Conference championships are set in the NFL. That plus Raptors and golf and tennis and local notes. We got lots of stuff. Yes, sir. We got heaps of stuff, but we will begin with the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. I got food poisoning from Quiznos one time. Mm. Uh, some lineup changes for the Flames. No Martin Pospisil week to week as per Frank Suravali. Also no Dylan Dubé out with an illness. Um, obviously after the game Sunday was put on leave from the team. Um, going to leave the team, focus on his mental health for a little bit. That meant Matt Coronado was also recalled, placed on the line with Nazem Kadri and Connor Zary. It also meant that Adam Klapka made his debut on the fourth line, and Dan Vladar got the start as the Flames look to end the Oilers' win streak at 12 straight as they rolled into the Dome. But Oilers looked like a team that had won 12 straight early on. They got on the board first with a Ryan McLeod goal using his great speed, barely onside, got a partial break, was able to beat Dan Vladar. But unfortunate because the Flames' netminder had been outstanding up to that point. Walking into his hallway, he centers. Brown, rolled by Vladar. What a save by the Flames goaltender. McDavid, the receiver to dry saddle in front. And Ekholm is stopped by Vladar from point blank range. Here's McDavid now, spinning near side. He centers it in front. And Ekholm shoots and is stopped by Vladar. He was really good. The problem was that they gave up the early one on the kind of awkward partial break yeah but early in the second the flames would get even left point for Nugent Hopkins he spins away from Ajapani it backhands a shot towards the net but it's loved down by Uyghur and now the flames have a three on one Coleman and up the left side Coleman centers Uyghur scores on a perfect pass from Blake Coleman Mackenzie Uyghur Picks the top corner and ties this Battle of Alberta up at one. Some excellent patience from Blake Coleman. Some nice pass to Mackenzie Weaker as well. He puts it right under the bar. That's his 10th of the season. And it stayed that way until the third period. We, George. We dog with a ton of uh, confidence in mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. Like that was a beautiful goal he scored. Like mm-hmm. chipped it in, made the play and joined the rush and then finishes the chance. And then in the third period where he puts the puck through his legs and tries a backhand that almost went in. Like, you want to talk about confidence just exuding from the weak dog? It's right now. You want to talk about swagger? You want to talk about with your chin up? Mm-hmm. It's Mackenzie Weger mm-hmm. right now. Ten bingos on the year. Nothing to scoff at. Nope. Unfortunately, a weird one would end up being the game no. winner. Saucers it across to Holloway. Who shoots. That shot gets blocked by Weger. Talk to the right point. Held in by CeCe. Moves it down low, Gagne, centers it, and scores! From behind the net, Sam Gagne throws it out in front. The puck bounces off of Dan Vladar's back and in. The Orders get a fortuitous bounce and take a 2-1 lead. Hmm, the old triple bank. Off Anderson's stick, off Vladar's arm, off the post, into the net. It's Gagne's fifth of the season early on in the third. Ends up the game winner. The Oilers would get an empty netter as well. The Flames would lose 3-1. to one. The win streak now at 13 games for the Oilers. Flames just didn't have it in the first. Got better as they went on, but lost to a team that's playing very well right now. We started to skate, and 
like I said, we I thought we we did a little bit too much watching and, and seeing how things were going to go in the first period, and then I thought we started to skate and, and compete harder in the second third. Uh, if I would have told you Friday that the Flames would hold both McDavid and Drysaddle pointless, you would have said, "I like their chances." Yep. And historically, heading into the game Saturday against the Flames, yep, the Oilers all time nine sixty two and ten when McDavid and Drysaddle are both held pointless in a game. Now it's ten sixty two mm. and ten. Yeah, that's just extra salt in the wound. Yep. To that sure loss is on Saturday, and I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who went to that game and just wanted to. But I'm not. I'm not saying get aggressive and punch an Oilers fan. No, One I time I poured that. a bag of popcorn on an Oilers fan. Did you feel proud about yourself after that? Or? Yeah, the crowd encouraged me. Good. Oh. <laughs> he was heavily outnumbered. The Oilers weren't very good back then. Oh, okay. Like how full was the bag of popcorn? Half. Okay. Back in the day when you could do stuff Did like that. Did you feel that. bad about it, though, later? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> like right. I said, I had the crowd behind me. Okay. I feel like a god. All right. Next game tomorrow, they'll play the Blues. More of this game. And I believe game. it's called, yeah. is it like the drip? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> More of this game with the Cobra, who will slither his way in coming up at the top of the hour. Yes. Looking forward to that, because you got to love when the Blues come to town. Stabby St. Louis. Mm. Yeah. Something about that. Another team in the wildcard hunt. That'll be game four on the six-game homestand. The other notes, uh, Dylan Dubé taking a leave of absence, indefinite leave while he attends to his mental health. Uh, also pointed out by Pat Steinberg yesterday, not substance-related. Dustin Wolf was sent down to the Calgary Wranglers. That means a Jacob Markstrom return is imminent. Also, Oliver Shillington's conditioning stint ended on Friday. More on the Wranglers in a bit, but something to keep an eye on. As is expected, he'll return to practice with the NHL club today. Although when he'll play with the NHL club, that's a little bit more up in the air. They do have an extension, so he's still on LTIR, but he's allowed to practice with the Flames. On the Oilers' side, they signed Corey Perry oh, yesterday. Such a good signing. Yeah, you got to love that if you're a Flames fan, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, not. Quite... When's the last time you said not? A not. Borat reference? Yeah. <laughs> I don't not. know. Well, I don't know what was more recent, a Borat <laughs> reference or a not joke. Well, but... the, yeah, the not is way back when from Wayne's World definitely yeah. made that super popular back then. It's like, hey, that's a terrible signing by the Oilers. Not. Not. <laughs> got him. Got him. Zing. Hey. Hey, yo. Really got you going there. Hey, yo. Got you on skates. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else on the Flames? Thoughts? No. Uh, we'll, we'll do more with the Cobra coming. All right. We're, before we're doing an hour on the Flames coming up with the Cobra. All right. Let's get to the NFL playoffs. Right, a few notes. Uh, no, before we get to the NFL yeah. playoffs, a few Shocking notes from yesterday's higher. NHL action. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Islanders hosting the Stars. The new bench boss. Nice work, GVP. Sorry for the audible. Islanders lost to the Blackhawks 4-3 in overtime on Friday. So as a result, they fired Lane Lambert the next day. 3-7-2 since the holiday break. Falling out of a playoff spot. Um... This was his second season as the head coach. He'd been the associate since 1819. Patrick Waugh enters the fray. His first job since he left Colorado in the 15-16 season. He's been with the Quebec Ramparts for, I believe it's the last four, maybe five years. Uh, led them to a Memorial Cup this most recent season. Now he's back in the NHL. It was his first game behind the bench. It was against the Stars. This one needed some overtime. Carries it to the Islander net. Couldn't get the shot off Barzell. 
picked his pocket from behind. He has Horvat behind the D, feeds him on a bounce pass. Horvat in alone through the left circle. D shoots. He scores! Overtime winner for Bo Horvat! Islanders beat the Stars 3-2 in OT, and he makes Patrick Waugh a winner in his Islanders head coaching debut. This game has been so good to me, and I'm, I'm very thankful, and I really appreciate this opportunity, uh, the support that Lou gives me, and the involvement that he has, I mean, in the coaching staff. I, mean, I could not ask for any better situation at this period of my life. You excited? I uh, what I love about Lou Lamorello, there's one thing he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps things under wraps. He does not like any leaks. When that story broke, that all of a sudden the Islanders tweet out that we have a new head coach and it's Patrick Wall. You're like, what the what? Like this came out of nowhere, and it was shocking. But it's not surprising because the guy deserves another shot as a head coach in the NHL, and he's um, he's a little fiery. <laughs> That first practice was quite... Yeah, if you saw any (laughs) video from his first practice, it was pretty incredible Yeah, how animated he was. Yeah, he's he's a fiery guy. Lou wanted his guy. Lou wanted to change something around there, and he's the one guy that can... And again, it's always easier to, you know, replace the coach instead of the old players, the old adage. But uh, maybe this has something to do with some roster construction too, Lou, but I guess... (laughs) I guess it was the coach's fault when it's all said and done. Should the Islanders? They be were a winning team? earlier on in the season. They yeah. were a playoff team. They were like chunk. second in the division for a while. One of the best goalies in the NHL. I like their blue line. Yeah, they've got some guys up front that can score, just not a ton. It's going to be fascinating. It's just Patrick Waugh and the Islanders. Mm. Like you'd think he would eventually coach in Montreal, or you know, make his way one day back to the Avalanche. I don't know, which probably seems never in the cards, but who knows? Because he's such a legend. Yeah, you there. just pick two teams that have it, like two of the most stable head coaches in the entire NHL. Yeah, but I, but that's what I mean. Like, but all of a sudden, he like would have had Islanders. to wait for like a decade. The Islanders, it's like it's just a it's just a a few steps up from like if he took over in like San Jose or like San Jose, Patrick Watt, really? No, the Islanders, have, four cups. the Islanders have four Yeah, I know a history. Yeah, they do, but that his Sharks like have no history. Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah, I get it. They're an institution. They've just been one of the kind of quiet teams for the last little bit because they just kind of a boring brand to watch. They're two conference finals like two years ago. They're back-to-back conference finals. We have Patrick Watt to thank. Choke the game out. And we have Patrick (laughs) Watt to thank when he was the first one to pull goalies with like three minutes to go. Mm -hmm. It wasn't more than that. Yeah, sometimes it would be like eight minutes to go. What the what? Down by three. Need need But it makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) He's calling an AHL game earlier against the Abbotsford Canucks. Jeremy Colleton is coaching them this year. They were on the power play. They were down by two. He pulled his netminder with 11 minutes to go. Wow. Just down by two? To get a six on four on the power play. With 11 minutes Wrangler left. Wrangler scored, what? went up by three, didn't pull the goalie for the less of the power play. Right. What are we doing here? I mean, it was weird. Dumb, dumb. What? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> the AHL should investigate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was peculiar. Like, how does that make any sense? Okay, so let me get this straight. Mm. They were down two mm-hmm. with 11 minutes left in the third period. And they got they a go power, power play. play. Yeah. So ideally, they could get within one. So he decides to pull his goaltender. To get the six on four. For, with 11 minutes to go in the game yeah. while on a power play. Yeah. And then the Wrangler scored an empty net, and then he doesn't pull the goalie the rest of the game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know uh, what that does? What? That reeks of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was just trying something. It's the AHL, I guess. Something stinks. Yeah, it does. That's not normal. No, but, you know, <laughs> Jeremy Colton doing his thing.
does not look like the guy who coached uh, Chicago. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Leafs wrapping up a five-game Western road trip with a stop in Seattle. The only win on the trip up until yesterday had come against the Calgary Flames. Hmm. Game winner came when the Leafs were up by a goal already. Yeah, pretty good. Nick Robertson uh, gets his seventh. It's the eventual game winner. Austin Matthews opened up the scoring, keeps his 70-goal pace alive. Excuse me? Ridiculous. Yep. Leafs win it 3-1. They head home with four of a possible six points. Crack or Four of a possible ten points. And the Kraken have now lost four in a row. This is moments after they had won, what, nine in a row? We talked about the Kraken earlier, but this is a team that they go on winning streaks. They go on losing streaks. They don't really ebb and flow like a lot of other groups. Senators visited the Flyers. Former hitman Yegor Zamula scored twice, but his Flyers would end up falling to the Senators. They scored four unanswered goals, turned a 3-1 deficit into a 5-3 win. Stutzla scored twice. Former Med Hat Tiger Mad Sogard stopped 22 of 25 in the win. And Shane Pinto made his season debut after he missed the first half of the season for a gambling violation. He had one assist, and he was 9 for 10 in the faceoff circle in 14 and a half minutes of ice time. 90% in the dot. Not bad. Wild and the Hurricanes down in Carolina. Kirill Kaprizov hit the empty net to give the Wild a 5-3 victory and complete his third career hat-trick. They beat the Hurricanes. Antiranta stopped 14 of 17, but yeah, no goalie problem in Carolina. Rangers and Ducks from Anaheim. New York scored four unanswered in the third to turn a 2-1 deficit into a 5-2 victory. It's their seventh third-period comeback win this season. Only the Flames, Avalanche, and Red Wings have more. They have eight each. And Dylan Sprong got the game winner as the Wings beat the Lightning by a 2-1 score. Tonight's slate, you got the Jets and the Bruins. That's going to be on Sportsnet West at 5 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, you have the Blackhawks and Canucks. That's also going to be on Sportsnet West. Some other teams to keep an eye on. The Predators host the Panthers. That's at 6. The Coyotes host the Penguins. That's at 7. Preds and Coyotes both hanging around in that wildcard race with the Calgary Flames. Sharks and Kings at 8.30. Knights and Devils also battle that one from New Jersey. To the NFL playoffs. We'll begin with the Texans and the Ravens. What the heck are you doing? Hmm. Watches some football. This one tied at 10 at the half after a punt return touchdown for the Texans. But in the second half, the Ravens started to flex. Lamar, he'll hold it himself, runs to the left, he's to the five, Lamar's in! Touchdown, Ravens! They're going to have a championship game in Baltimore because the haze in the barn! The haze in the barn, indeed. Haze in the barn. barn. That made it thirty-one to ten. They would end up winning it thirty-four to hit thirty-four to ten. There you go. It's all right. Excuse me. It's Monday. Ravens will host the AFC Championship game. As a result, we'll tell you about their opponent in a moment. Uh, Ravens uh, again. The old rest versus rust conversation. And in that first half, Ravens looked kind of rusty. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson missed a couple throws, but the defense was really good. The defense was rested. For the Baltimore Ravens, uh, C.J. Stroud was under siege mm-hmm. that entire game. Um, some of those throws were just rushed when usually he makes them. But man, Lamar Jackson just took over in that second half using his legs. And he's a guy that he's a every, video game. Every team could have had him back in March when he said, come trade for me on Twitter when he wanted out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Every team could have had him and then nobody called. Yeah. Nobody called. And he got himself the second most guaranteed money in the NFL. And what did he do? And an MVP. He got better this season. Damn and what right do they keep talking about in Baltimore, too? His leadership. <laughs> he's he's turned into a Todd big-time Todd Munkin's leader. been a huge help to him. He has. Um, how many quarterbacks in the NFL right now would you take over Lamar Jackson? I was having this talk. To build your franchise with. Who are you taking over Lamar? Uh, Mahomes. Joe Burrow. It'd probably mm-hmm. be about two. 
See, the problem with Joe Burrow is, and I like Joe Burrow, health. dude can't stay healthy. Mm. And it's some of those injuries that aren't really like... Like the hand is whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just unlucky. But Lamar Jackson's more of a nightmare to play against well, it's, Joe it's, Burrow. it's just hilarious to everybody that said he needs to be a wide receiver he needs a position change well, no, he's a running back who throws exactly that was his that was his well that was the whole thing he's college, like, he needs right? a position change if he wanted to succeed in the nfl well would you take lamar on josh you. allen yes probably hmm. josh is too much of a he's he is the logo he on the helmet okay he is a logo he is the bull he is a buffalo yeah <laughs> that's what he is he's a hell of a player let's ask charles davis that question yeah. coming up at eight o'clock Night game Saturday had the underdog Packers in San Fran to battle the first-seeded 49ers. This is nuts, and I get it. Spread was bouncing around 10 points all week long. For the second straight week, the Pack went toe-to-toe with a heavy favorite, but in the end just couldn't get that one last stop. Purdy takes it, hands off to McCaffrey off the left side, breaks a tackle, touchdown! San Francisco! Yeah, second touchdown of the game for Christian McCaffrey. Just over a minute remaining when he punched that one in, made it 24-21, and Jordan Love could not pull off the improbable. The Niners win it 24-21. They will host the NFC Championship game. We'll tell you who their opponent is yeah. in a moment. It felt like the Packers were going to win this game. Did. They were playing great. They were Jordan running Love the ball well. Great. Uh, the defense was good. Um that throw to, to seal the game, the ill-advised throwing against your body move. Yeah, was disappointing. It, it, it was disappointing. Two timeouts. You want to just just eat it, throw it. Uh, throw the it rain around, started to back. really pour on yeah. that final drive right as he got the ball. But I, in the lead up, there was so much that they could have done better to avoid situations like of that. Of course. They, and they, they were the better team for 50 minutes of that game. I thought Brock Purdy, maybe it was the rain. Maybe he wasn't accustomed to throwing such a wet football. But I thought he was horrendous in that game. He missed so many wide open receivers. Like he was I just spiking the ball on in the on ground. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was because he's not used to playing in those conditions. <laughs> I don't know what the excuse was. And then you see like the statistics on the broadcast that he literally had the best statistical season in the history of the San Francisco 49ers. Better than like Joe Montana, Steve Rice, Yum. Colin Kaepernick. You're like, this guy's been incredible. And then he was absolutely dog s on Saturday night, and somehow they win that game because their incredible playmakers push them over the line. The Debo Samuel injury could be critical against the Lions because George Kittle was great. Christian McCaffrey continued to be great. But the defense wasn't that good for the Niners. It, it just wasn't. And that's one place where you can exploit San Francisco. You can run on is, But you can also throw in the secondary deep. And that's going to be interesting to see how Amon Ross St. Brown and those guys from the Lions and Sam Laporta, how they're going to – well, you get to that in a sec – but how they're going to match up against the 49ers. Sunday did start with the Lions hosting the Buccaneers. Lions were favored by a touchdown, but this was also a very close game. There were two running backs taken in the first round this past summer. B. John Robinson, who plays in Atlanta, his team did not make the playoffs. Four picks later, the Lions grabbed Jameer Jameer Gibbs, 12th overall, and yesterday put the league on notice. Keep back Gibbs, golf turns, Gibbs to Gibbs over the left side. There he goes inside the 30, inside the 25. Gibbs, speed, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, yes, Detroit Lions. Turning on the Jets, Jameer Gibbs running away from the defenders, and the Lions are back on top. If, if Isaiah Pacheco, like, runs angry, Jameer Gibbs looks like he's dancing when he's out there. He's light well, on his feet. The cuts are incredible. 
He is a lot well, that, of fun to watch. That was the run where he had Antoine Winfield just lined up, and Winfield had his feet stopped. You have not. You, you're say you have nothing. No. You can't stop him at that. And this is what I've <laughs> learned in in this business, and even on stupid social media. Don't criticize draft picks because you just don't know. Because the Lions were getting a lot of heat for taking a running back as high as they did in the draft. Sure they did. What are you doing taking this guy at twelve? But he's just an explosive playmaker, and we saw it last night, and it paid dividends in the biggest game of their season. Dare I say, the biggest game in franchise history. You can Pretty also damn close. You can also make that pick when you go out and essentially all seven things you got back in the Matt Stafford trade are players on your roster who yep. are starting for you right now. Yeah. Like, they had that during wildcard weekend. They broke down the deal, and it's seven starters on their team that they got out of that deal, including Jared Goff, who's yep. now led them to the NFC Championship game, and they're going to head out and face the 49ers. Final score would be 31-17. Amon Ross St. Brown had a great touchdown catch on the next drive for the Lions as well. The Bucks scored, but then they missed the two points. They were down by eight. Baker got the ball back threw a bad pick that would end the dream for good, Tampa though. Bay Lions will head to San Fran to battle the Niners for the NFC championship yeah, I think the Bucks have their quarterback I guess and I think I think Baker Mayfield can get better but who knows if Mike Evans is still going to be there next season yeah that's mm-hmm. the thing he's probably you know he wants to cash in one more time being he's up there now 31 32 years 10 old. years in the league thousand yards every year thousand year seasons <laughs> Uh, then after that, it was oh the Ch- Chiefs and the Bills from Buffalo. All right, we're going with the double heater. Double <laughs> heater right now. Third time in four years they've battled in the playoffs. Patty Mahomes won the first two meetings. Last one to throw a punch. Got the win in this one for the third straight time. They're going to throw a tight end screen left to Kelsey. Trying to angle to the far pylon. Stretching out. Does he have it? Does he have it? It's a touchdown. Kansas City. And it breaks the record as Kelsey able to get his elbow touching the pylon on the far front side, and that now sets an all-time NFL postseason record. Mahomes to Kelsey 16 times. That's that's pretty impressive. 16 touchdowns between that duo in their relatively brief playoff career. Six, Six years. years. <laughs> can I can I just say I I love the celebration. Mm-hmm. The heart. Yeah, I love that fact. First of all, he threw the ball in the stands, yeah. which is an incredible souvenir at a National Football League game. But then what does he do? Because T. Swift was sitting in a private box up top. And what does he do? Private. The, there was like 100 I people. I bet heart was to Zach Kalaros. Was it? Yeah. He, <laughs> does, he does a little heart thing with his hands towards his lady up in the stands. It might have been to his tarps <laughs> off brother. It did, could have been. <laughs> did, did, you, did you hear? Did you see how she came into Highmark Stadium? No, I didn't see it this time. So she's walking in. It's snowing. She's got some weird jacket on. And then somebody yells out, Bills by a billion. And then she just blew him a kiss. <laughs> Kill him with it. positive, right? Positive. God, I love right? her. All right, continue. Um, I was here yesterday doing a little bit of prep and doing the Hitman pregame show. And uh, Mark Ryan on CBS Sports had an interview with Michelle Tafoya, who's a very much renowned sideline reporter. She thinks Travis Kelsey could join her brother in retirement after this postseason run. He might. I think Travis Kelsey is retiring after this season like his brother. So I think there's just a ton of motivation there uh, for them to, to do this. They they got badmouthed at a certain point here in like the last quarter of the season as being, you know, maybe Patrick was losing it, which is kind of ludicrous. But I think they're highly motivated. I 
I got to be honest. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think they go into Buffalo and they win. Well, the, the Travis Kelsey remark you just made, Michelle. Uh, yeah. Can you shed any light on that? Any inside knowledge there? Well, I can't really reveal my, my sure. source. Sure. But I, I can just say that, that I think he's looking at future plans. Um, yeah. And so now with his brother retiring, uh, you got to ask yourself, okay, I kind of tweeted this out as a tease. I could totally see those two pulling a Peyton and Eli Manning sort of gig, uh, maybe on Peacock, be the companion piece to Sunday Night Football, where you've got the Peyton and Eli cast on ESPN2 for Monday Night yeah. Football. Why doesn't Peacock do that with the Kelsey brothers on Sunday Night Football? Oh, really? And Michelle used to work for NBC. How would oh, she know oh, such ooh, things? Oh, well, that's very fascinating. Right? The Peacock really oh, just a nice show. little thing that kind of hopped across the feed on yeah. the CBS national wow. broadcast yesterday. So, Sunday Night Football is like, you know what? We're the number one television program in the world, or at least in North America. You know what we need? We need our streaming service to be damn good, too. So let's put the Kelsey brothers so they can do like a Payne and Eli thing. Do you guys listen to New Heights at all? The podcast they do? Honestly, I don't. I just see the clips on It's It's good, man. The back and forth they have, it's it's really solid. It's it's emotional. It's real. Like, it's it's what you want to hear from these This past week with Jason Kelsey, the the episode was really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But they have so much fun doing it. Uh, Also, they're, they're hockey guys, which I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in this market will appreciate uh, former players and, and definitely fans of the sport still. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Wanted to throw that at you. I can also see them actors as actors, just both of them acting. That's it's fascinating. Like, they, they got the Like world. in commercials, not like acting. Oh, acting. no, I think they could act, act. Mm. Mm. I don't know about I, Travis. Not he like lead see. roles. <laughs> God bless Travis, and, I, and I'm very envious of Did his Did you life. ever watch that moon, ch- moon show with, like, John C. Riley and uh, uh, what's his name? Will Ferrell. No, the other dude who used to do the skits on SNL as well. And Travis Kelsey was on it. I think they kill his character off in the pilot. No, Dana Carvey. No, we're not. It's Adam Sandler. It's recent. Never mind. Mike Myers. I shouldn't have said it. Hey, the Raptors. Be professional. Keep fighting. Keep going for the next one. We we didn't play the. But until when? For (laughs) how long? What? The missing the field goal clip? Oh, no, I don't have. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, Tyler Bass missed a 44-yarder to tie the game late. They yeah, lost. Soul-crushing loss by the Bills. Yeah, yeah. we can't get to it. All Jump right, through a rolling. table. We'll do more with Charles coming up. Yeah, but, like, listen, was that really where they lost the game? No, it's no, Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs not making a big catch when he asked to make that catch. And it's Sean McDermott's it little, defense who little, can't stop the Chiefs. Offensively, they got greedy there late with the way they were throwing the ball. They should have yeah. kept running it. Oh, and Antonio Pierce is going to be the new head coach of the Raiders. That's smart. Should be announced today. Yeah, it's smart because Max Crosby was going to ask for a trade if they didn't do that. So there you go. Uh, yeah, and the Raps hosted the Grizzlies, or they host the Grizzlies today. They got smoked by the Knicks back on Saturday. R.J. Barrett did lead the Raps with 20 points, uh, quickly at 11 assists as they faced their former teams. O.G. Ananobi had 14 points and seven boards for New York tonight. Um, the Raptors game is on the other network. But you know what we are here at Rogers, George? The home of the UFC? You can make like, I guess, but... No, we are. Yeah, I, I And guess. the home for the NBA. Yeah, they're... Okay, and thanks. the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, okay. Spurt and, and the NHL. And FA Cup soccer. Yeah, okay, good. Spurs and 76ers, Hawks and Kings, both going to be on WWE. Sportsnet 1 tonight. Right.
Anything else from the association you wanted to mention here, boys? Floor's open. George, uh, Patrick, GVP. Oh, God. Oh, you're out of time. Yeah. Too bad. No, in good. golf. I fell in the sand trap. Mm. <laughs> American Express saw something not done since 1991. Amateur Nick Dunlop beat out Christian yeah. Bezwedenho. That's close. <laughs> he's no. from St. Africa. You want to uh, try it again? Boom, yeah, he's nailed it. Bezwedenho? No. Bezwedenho. Christian Bezadenhut. 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 He's from South Africa. South Africa. Gary Player. South Africa. Oh, my, oh, my friends, friends are dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> All my friends are dead. Why, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> that clip is sad, but it makes me chuckle every time. I don't know why. <laughs> All my friends are dead. It's true. What's he going to give us this year? Uh, They're still dead. They're still dead. <laughs> One stroke win for the 20-year-old from Alabama. Roll time. Yeah. Obviously his first win. Adam Hadwin, your top Canuck, finished tied for six, 25 under par, four strokes back he's to the winner. E- he's exempt till 2026 on tour now, That's and awesome. he, but, he can't, but he can't win any money because he's still a student. That so he has to become just, a pro. Yeah, he should just get rid of I think he should yeah, become whatever. a pro here. Um, he's the first amateur. To win on the PGA Tour since Phil, Phil ninety one, yeah, Northern Trust. Dude. He also won the Amateur U.S. Open last year, and he's the first to win on tour after winning the U.S. Open since nineteen ninety six when Tiger did it. Oh, that guy's good. It was the Hilton Tournament of Champions as well as the LPGA gets going. Brooke Henderson did her best to defend her title, but she would fall four strokes short. Lydia Ko, your winner. Henderson finished third at ten under par for a tidy little payday. They got the drive-on championship down in Florida this weekend before a break, and then they will do their Asia swing. George, three things at the Aussie Open to tell us about. Do you like me doing the didgeridoo? Yeah, I love it. Uh, world number one on the ladies' side, Iga Fiontek was shocked <gasps> on the weekend in three cents. Three cents. Three sets. <laughs> uh-huh. By Linda Noskovova. Naskova. Naskova. Yeah. Uh, shocked. Out in three sets. Felix Ojeal-Asim lost to Daniil Medvedev. Mm. Oh, that's too so bad. There's no Canadians left in the singles draw. And oh. both Carlos Alcarez and Novak Djokovic. Moving on. Djokovic destroyed Manorino. Six loves, six okay, loves, that's six great. three. That's and he, he, was being, he was close to the first triple bagel in a men's Grand Slam event since good old Sergi Bruguera did it in 93 at the French Open. It hasn't happened since then. Mm. The triple bagel. Yeah. Triple donut. You love watching that? Yeah. How tight were your pants? Uh, stamps note. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. Uh, the D-line coming together. They've already got deals done with Vauders, Rose, and they signed Julian Hauser over the weekend as well. Just need Derek Wigan to return to get that full unit of starters back. A healthy James Vauders would be huge. Suffered a bicep injury midseason, ending his year right as he was getting going. Rough weekend for the Wranglers. Welcome to Snipe City. Bit of a slide right now. They were also shorthanded. No Adam Klapka, no Matt Coronado, no Dustin Wolf as they headed down to face Coachella Valley in Bakersfield. They lost 4-3 to the Kraken-affiliated Firebirds Friday night. Oliver Shillington did skate in this game. His conditioning stint is officially done. Expected that he'll start practicing with the Flames this week, if not today. Then Saturday, it was the Oilers-affiliated Condors down in Bakersfield. No Rooney or Pelche this weekend either. They're both on conditioning stints. They've both been assigned to the Wranglers. They can stay down there as long as they want, because they're not on conditioning stints. It was a little bit different for Oliver Shillington. The Wranglers would lose 7-3 in the end. They have lost three in a row now. They play San Jose down in California Friday and Saturday. They hit men. Lights up the joint! 
They lost to the CHL's top-ranked Saskatoon Blades Friday, a 4-3 loss, but a solid showing against a powerhouse club. Sunday debuted a new third jersey, old logo from when they expanded into the league in 95-96. Pink and gray and black with the Starburst logo. It looks very sharp. This was a game against the Prince Albert Raiders. couple of teams jockeying for playoff positioning in the WHL's Eastern Conference, and they needed overtime. Here comes Sharon Govichin. He tries to drop That's pass. That's not what I wanted. Face off right of Hildebrand. <laughs> McMillan leans forward. Adazinski trying to pull the puck out from him. It squirts to Moran off on the doorstep. Backhand scores! Sweet victory for the Calgary Hitmen! Maxime Moranoff, overtime magic! 5-4 Calgary is the final today. Game winner for the Russian, third point of the contest. He would be the first star. Hitman beat the Raiders. They bumped them out of a playoff spot. Roughnecks were in Colorado to battle the Mammoth, only meeting this season an unfortunate result. Calgary lost 13-10, despite being tied at five at the half, but the Mammoth quickly potted three goals early in the fourth quarter. That put the game to bed. Jesse King recorded six points. He's got 400 in his career. They now have a bye week before a doubleheader to kick off February. They'll host the New York Riptide February 2nd for the Every Child Matters game. And then on the 3rd, it's the superhero party when the Toronto Rock come to town. Finally, the AJHL made some waves over the weekend and kind of the BCHL as well because some teams are leaving. So the BCHL left Hockey Canada in May of 2023. The move was done to provide more options for players who are under 18 who are looking to compete in college hockey in the U.S. because right now in the AJHL, formerly the BCHL and all the other kind of leagues that are not in the CHL, you know, that would be the dub, the O, and the Q, you had to play in a team in your province if you were under 16, if you were under 18 years of age. This is going to give a handful of teams a little bit more options as far as how they're able to recruit players to their teams. Uh, Oak Tokes, Brooks, Sherwood Park, Spruce Grove, and Black Falls all leaving the AJHL next season. Some games have been canceled. It's kind of thrown a lot of things in flux in junior hockey out here in uh, the West. Not necessarily in the CHL, but uh, in that next junior A level below it. Fascinating to see what this means moving forward for uh, players, talent, and all that type of jazz. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, Big Show Flames analyst Mr. Brent Cron, the Cobra on the Flames, losing the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night. Fred Armisen. Are you sure that was a run? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Wasn't Chris Rock? No. Wasn't Eddie Murphy? What? No. Norm McDonald? You trying Wasn't to... Chris Farley? Richard He wasn't. Richard Pryor was doing, never on. We're doing old SNL. SNL cast. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you were painting me as a racist first because you picked like three black guys out of what the gate. What are you game. talking about? I'm no. giving cast members. Excuse me. Goodness. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Let's Peter go to Faye. break. Big show. Russell and Rose. Sports at 960. The fan.